So hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host Marcos, and our guest here today. Um, would you like to say your name? Oh, hi, I'm Mary. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, how's uh how's senior year going for you? Um, it's going well. School's been tough, obviously having to do it from Vancouver. Um, but. I've had a ton of fun while I'm in town. That's that's really cool. Um, how's um, how's living in another um? How's no? Hold on. Um, do you miss back home or do you miss SR? Um, I definitely did. Yeah. Um, I actually arrived very night. Um, so I'm back for good now. Um, but I definitely did miss it. But I was so busy. Um, and focus on what I was doing, like training and everything like that in um, in Canada that I didn't really think about it much. Um, but obviously, like, I got to keep in touch um, through social media and see how, like, the teams are doing on Instagram and about homecoming and everything like that. So it was a bit of, it was a mix, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you, um, I, I don't even, I'm sorry, um, I'm blanking right here, but, um, yeah. Do you think um I'm like I'm so sorry I'm lagging right now um, <laughs> okay. um what are your plans after senior year um well right now I'm committed to university of uh, or the North North Carolina University um but um for for volleyball but I'm also planning on exploring um training with team canada um so in february um of 2023 so i'm being considered for the um u19 like volleyball team um which is basically um i would go to porto and um compete for a spot at uh, the world championships which would be in two years so um if I made that team and we um, placed uh, in the top five, then for the next two years, I would also be training for Worlds, which is like like the World Cup for soccer. It's like that, but for volleyball. That, that is that is really cool, and I yeah. hope you the best. Um, Thank you. Are you are you a World Cup fan? Um, I'm not gonna call myself a soccer fan because I'm not like I don't okay. watch it throughout the year, but. I watch the World Cup because I think it's really interesting and I like to, you know, watch different sports. Okay. Um, <laughs> how do you see, um, let's see, hold on. Is, if you're comfortable, um, mm-hmm. would you like to talk about like your story? Like, um, like how, how much hard work you put to get, um, sure. what you're here? Yeah. Sure. Um, let me just think about it. Okay, so so growing up, my family doesn't have a ton of money. So volleyball is a very expensive sport. Like club volleyball seasons are ten, fifteen thousand um, dollars a year, not including like if you want private lessons, um, if you want to like go to a weight room, and like if you want to be the best, you have to pay a lot of money, yeah. basically. Um, and 
growing up, I, when I started playing club volleyball, I started at a smaller club team, a cheaper club um, called Mern Juniors. And I played there for four or five years um, and just trained, worked really hard, went to as many camps I could, um, did as many private lessons that I could um, because at Mern Juniors, those were free. Um, and so I really tried to take advantage of that resource uh, there. And then when I was around 14, no, when I was around 15, I want to say 15 to 16, um, we realized that not only is my, sorry, um, oh, you're not only is my physical, like I'm, I was taller than everybody else being six, two, yeah. naturally you're going to be good at a sport where the point is to be tall basically. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of realized that not that my teammates looked like me in that sense. Like they weren't as physical. And also, um, I don't know. I just, I had a drive to be better at every practice and every game. And I'm very competitive. Um, sometimes it gets a little scary, but I think that's a good thing. Um, and I just, I would, we would go to tournaments and we would do okay, but I wasn't really training at the level that I wanted to and that I know that I could. And there's another club in San Rafael called Absolute. And um, and Absolute places at like nationally, like last year we finished um, 27th in the country um, in the open division, which is like the top division. So it's open, national, USA, American, something like that. And at Marine Juniors, we were in USA, okay. um, but at a, we're in Open. And so last year, 2021, decided to make the switch. Um, my family and I decided to move to Absolute so that I could have a higher training environment um, and really push myself to be the best athlete that I can be, um, which was tough because um, absolutely was a lot more expensive and there were a lot more people at the club. So there was a lot less um, connection between my family and the club director. And yeah. at Murray Juniors, the club director made a ton of it like, made it easier um, for my family to pay. But um, at Absolute, obviously that was harder. And so that took a toll on my, me and my family um, financially. Um, but yeah, at Absolute, I've really pushed myself um, as hard as I can. Last year I started um, at the team as an outside, which is just a position. Um, and there were three of us and you can only have two on the court. And so I didn't play, I didn't see the full time for the first, I want to say four tournaments. Um, and then my coach randomly threw me on the right side, which is a different position. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden I'm starting at competitions and I'm starting at tournaments and um, we make it to nationals and I, and I'm the starting right side. Um, and I think that that's a tribute to my coaches and the faith that they've put in me, but also just like what comes out of just being competitive and having that grittiness, like in elementary school, everybody's like, like trying to insult me by saying, Oh, you're so bossy and competitive. Yeah. But I'm glad that I was able to keep that with me until high school because now 
I realized only the competitive people make it to the Olympics. Only the competitive people make it to the really high level volleyball. Um, and so I'm just glad that I was able to keep that through like everything that I've had to go through with my family, like financially and um, like on the side as well. Um, I think there's a lot that's not talked about um, around recruiting and how hard it can be for a young teenage girl um, to have to be talking with like 50, 60 year old um, coaches who have so much experience and so much to say. Um, And it can be really intimidating. I want to say I did around 50 or 60 phone calls um, and you get rejected. You get rejected every day, basically. Like you have a conversation and then all of a sudden they're like, sorry, we're not looking for you which can be really tough, but I'm just really glad that through all that, I was able to find a school that I love and that I'm so excited about. And that's going to really push me. That's really good. Um, I think another big part, I think also is um, like in sports is I think with like soccer, with soccer or like with, um, I think with any sport, I think I've always heard that um, like um, it's a lot harder for, um, I don't know how to say this correctly, but mm-hmm. I feel like um, with with women, I think it's a lot more like they have more um, boundaries to get to push forward, like with soccer. Oh, yeah. And I like with I heard about like with soccer is that they have to like um, they want better pay with like equal to men. And then oh, yeah. this whole this whole thing is like um, I respect I totally respect um, women and then playing, I respect them a lot because um, with soccer or any sport, they play. They play pretty good, I think. Every I think every everybody should get um the best opportunities. Um does it matter race or um or um gender, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I think they should be um be paid more or paid the same as men. Yeah, totally. And that's I think that's a big I think that's a big part as well, I think. Yeah, and also there's there's a lot of arguments that people make disputing that equal pay issue saying that oh they would be paid equally if um if they got as many people watching like on if like the reason why espn doesn't put them on espn one like the main channel is because nobody watches maybe if you want them to be watched and paid equally you give them the same like showing time so that more people watch them like i um the national the ncaa national championship for volleyball was on um was on saturday and i watched it in the airport but it was on espn 2 which you have to have a special subscription for yeah and it's the second channel like more than like less than half of the viewers are going to be watching that and what was on the main channel was a um blue jays game okay like a preseason, like random Blue Jays game. And it's that kind of stuff that's like, yes, I, I can see the side that's like, oh, well, they don't get as many viewers because more people watch like men's basketball than women's basketball. Let's just use that as, as an example. Yeah. But you don't even give them a chance. Yeah, I think how yeah, I see it. That, that's the way that, that how I see it. A, a similar way, like, mm-hmm. I think it's like, um, like what you said with like the paid subscription, that's like, um, 
no one's gonna watch the second channel if, if it's on the first, if it's not the main channel. I think exactly. that's a big that's a big thing. Yeah. I think too. Um, yeah. I think that like in our society, like in today's society, is a lot like we've like tried to like um go through those boundaries, try to um do better. I think we still have a lot more to go. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um. I think one interesting question I have is that have you had any embarrassing moments, I think, in competitive or playing volleyball or if you're comfortable? Like on the court? But yeah, or um, like just like in general. Yeah. I think probably my most embarrassing, it was embarrassing in the moment, it was just sad, um, is that it was game point. Um, this was at a tournament that we had last year. It was game point. Um, the Virginia coach was watching. So one of okay. my coaches recruiting me and um, it was, so games go to 25, right? But you have to okay. win by two. Um, and, and the score was 30, 35, 34. So they, okay. another team of 35 and we had 34. Okay. And this point, meant everything if we lost this point then they would win the whole game and and um the uva coach was watching and my parents were watching and there was like a whole like stands this is at nationals so Nashville is a huge convention center. Like there's like stands of people. It's it was just such a bad moment for me that I've no, I'll never forget it. Sorry, I think you're on mute. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Um, um, I think that, I think that's pretty scary. I think too. I think being in that moment, not um, know if you're not going to win or not. I think that's that's pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, how do you see yourself in like five to ten years from now? Or um, yeah, to um, totally. I see myself um, in five years coming fresh out of um, degree and you know, doing internships, whatever. But I also want to see myself um, on the either senior B or senior A team for Volleyball Canada. Okay. Um, that path is really tough um, because right now it's like I'm on U19. And so there's U19, U21, Senior B, and Senior A. And Senior A is the one that goes to the Olympics and competes for spot and everything like that. Um, but, you know, there's all these steps that I have to take um, and teams that I have to make before then that it's hard for me to, like, imagine it in the future because I don't want to obviously set my expectations, but yeah. um, without expectations and just pure, like, where do I want to see myself? I want to see myself um, five, 10 years. That would be senior B or senior A okay. um, because 
2028 is the um, Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. Um, and right now, what I just got back from NEP is the training for um, that team for either 2028 or 2020, 2032 Olympics. Um, and that's where I, I see myself training for that. Okay. Yeah. I think that's also the, I think in about four years of World Cup, I think that's, that's going to be really cool. I think those two, those <laughs> few years, that was two, that's cool. Two years, sorry. Two years. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that, I think I would actually kind of go to those, those games because if they were in mm -hmm. Austin, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I think, to go. Yeah, totally. Everybody, yeah. everybody will come down. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you, um, let's see, just from, have you had um, a um, positive experience through COVID or do you want to move towards a? Sure. Um, like in terms of like school or like volleyball? Um, it could be either one, either one. Mm. Um, well, I think for volleyball is hard because um, it was obviously an indoor sport. Um, and at the time I was still with Marin Juniors. Um, and so we practice at a bunch of different places. Um, the prominent one, I think the place we went to most often was um, this field on seminary drive in Tibble um, and we would grass nets and play and practice and um, I don't know I think it was a positive experience in the sense that I was still able to practice and able to have to see my team and everything like that but um, I don't know it wasn't I feel like those years tough because of how crucial they were in terms of like my recruitment and my development as an athlete that I wish obviously that COVID hadn't happened in, in that, like for that, for me. Um, okay. Just because, yeah, I, I feel like I would see myself in a different place right now if COVID hadn't happened and if I didn't have that pause on my development. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's a lot of um other fellow peers. I think they've always like, what if if COVID ever happened? What if we didn't go through that? What if what school or sports are competitive would be different? But I think would you feel would you think that um would you be a part of the 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 Canada team or or no? I think no. I so that's a funny story. Um, so in. January, last January, 2021, um, my, or no, this is, sorry, this is in December of 20, December of 2021, um, I was watching TV and I, my mom yells at me from another room, I'm putting your uh, film and information on this random website for Volleyball Canada, I don't know what it's for, but I'm just doing it, and I said, okay, and then in January, um, I got notified that I had made it to like the final rounds of some tryout that I didn't even know I was trying out for. It was like an online, like, yeah, like you send in your film and they view it and then they can say yes or no if you come to the in-person tryout. And so I was invited to go to Vancouver for a day um, and try out for something. And I didn't know what it was, but 
I went to it. I tried my best, had fun. And then four months later in April, um, I got an email saying, um, congrats, you have been selected for whatever, whatever. And I was like, oh, sick. Like I looked it up and I thought I was, I'd tried out for uh, the U19 team, um, which went to Tulsa in July um, and like trained and um, played in the tournament. But um, what I had actually been trying out for, which I didn't know um, until I got on the phone call my with the coach, is that I would be moving to Vancouver for months. Um, and so that was a fun surprise. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would even know about NEP, um, without COVID because that year they did a special tryout where first tryout, you just send in video online and you, um, you send in film and then you make it to the in-person, but before they were just doing in-person tryouts, which I would never have known about because I don't live in Canada, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so I think it gave me a really special opportunity to um, make myself known at Volleyball Canada, um, even if I didn't prepare myself to, and I didn't know that that was on my path. Okay. Um, talking about, I think it might be a little bit saturated, but um, how's Vancouver going? How, how was it, the, um, the city and... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great city. Um, I had a ton of, I mean, I didn't really do a lot of like getting out. Like I, we went out, we went to this place called Granville Island a couple of times, which is like a bunch of farmer's markets and food shops and um, stores and stuff like that. Um, But I was staying, um, my homestay was a bit farther south, um, out of Vancouver, um, called Delta. Um, and it's, and it's called Ladner, which is in Delta. So it's like San Rafael is in Maroon County. Um, and Ladner is this little town, like it's just houses and then one main road and a dairy queen. And that's literally the whole entire town. Um, and so every morning, like I would wake up um, take the bus. One of my teammates who also lives in ladder would get on. Um, they would take the bus into Richmond and, and take the train into, um, to, to we would take the train into Vancouver and then we would get off the train and take scooters to the oval. Okay. Um, and so it was a whole trek. And most of the time I in a transit vehicle. So like, you know, a bus or a train. Um, but, and then that was my whole day and we would, we would take transit and then be at the oval from nine to five and then take transit and I'd be home by like six 30. Okay. And then I would eat dinner, shower, do homework and then go to bed. So that was my week. And then the weekends were pretty much just homework. Um, and then occasional like sleepover, like my teammates would come over and sleep over. Um, or we would go out to breakfast sometimes or Granville, Granville Island or something like that. But it, most of my time was spent on the bus and at my homestay and at the Oval. Okay. That, that is, that is really fun. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, 
I have nothing. I have nothing else. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, no, it's good. Um, I think as uh, seeing another person, I think going to like that's, I think that's from from my side. I think that's that's a really cool thing that you're going through. I think um, that is like kind of inspiration. I think for anybody, I think out there listening, I think anybody can do it. And I think it just takes um, commitment and and if you want to say yeah totally um i mean it along the way you're gonna have to make sacrifices um i sacrificed basically two seasons of lacrosse and basketball um in order to you know reach my goals but um oh and also my whole first semester of senior year yeah but you have why you're doing it and what's really important to you and if your answer to that is like for yourself and for your growth then i then you're on the right track but if like i want to impress my parents or i want scholarship then then you have to really rethink um if you're in the right sport and if you're in the right path um because that is when burnout comes and trust me i've experienced it and it's not fun um so yeah yeah i think i think when you're i think there's nothing i think there's nothing wrong with your parents helping you or um yeah totally but i think there's like a limit to like what makes you happy and what makes your parents happy i think that took that took me a long time to like learn how to like um what makes me happy and like i think that maybe resides with you i think too like what makes yeah what i wanted you know hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people hold like your measure of success. Like, did you get a scholarship to a division one school? Um, and for a long time, that's what I was looking for. And obviously that's an amazing achievement, but I'm, I did not get a scholarship for my first year at NC state. Um, and I am willing to say that to anybody that wants to talk about being a walk-on, but like, just because I'm paying for my first year does not mean that I am less of an athlete or less valued than somebody who has a full ride. Um, and I just want to make that very clear. And I will say that to anybody that's talking about like how walk-ons aren't as good or walk-ons are jokes or whatever. Like I'm earning my spot just as much as any non-paying athlete would. Yeah. Um. If you want to go to towards there, um, is it the athletes who are there, or is it like coaches, or, or is it like um parents, or who talk about like who are like, like who talk about like walk-ons? Yeah. Well, parents, I definitely like are from the financial side. Like, like it's not worth it to put all this money into it if. You don't end up getting a scholarship, which is fair, and I see that side completely. But, um, and I think that there was definitely, like, my family needed a scholarship, um, an athletic scholarship. But I am also a very high academic student, and I have so many scholarships that I've applied to. I think it's like twenty, um, and I'm confident that I'm going to get some money for my first year from um, academic scholarships, but a lot of other student athletes view walk-ons as um like 
not less of athletes per se, but less valued to the team. Because if you think about it, the coach only has so many scholarships to give and they have to choose who they want to give those scholarships to. And yes, you could choose who is the most deserving, who is, who is the athlete that you want the most. You want to give them an incentive, but in my case, they just didn't have any scholarships left to give. They had two people not even on the roster athletic scholarships. Um, one of them quit. One of them got kicked off the team. Um, then they had six freshmen and three trans, no, four transfers. Um, and that's already, like, you only get 12 scholarships. And so they were down to 10 because of the two not even on the roster. And then four transfers on scholarship, so six. And then whoever else is on the team and the freshmen have to fit into that box. And my fellow recruit, um, her name is Lou. She's a little, she's also a walk-on. Um, the setter's also a walk-on. And first of all, it's only for our first year. I don't know yeah. if I'll get a full scholarship or a partial scholarship for my second, third, fourth year, but like I'm just as proud of myself as I would be if I got a full scholarship. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um. Sorry to cut um cut you off, but we only have about like a few more minutes. Um. But if you want to like say anything or anything else, or I think I've uh, said my piece. Um. I thank you for taking your time, and I think this was really fun. I think. Um. And I think, you know, I think. 2023 is around the corner. I think I hope everybody has a positive. Um, I hope you the best as well at um, on the Canada team. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, um, that's all. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Okay.